Final word daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. We're still in Adelaide, the cricket was in Sydney. We're mm -hmm. here, of course, for Siva Super, making your hard work pay off. Uh, there was rain at the SCG. Uh, there was a very exciting game between Pakistan and South Africa, which Jeff here is going to sum up in 30 seconds off the top for us. All right. Pakistan batter first, uh, Mohamed Rizwan and Barbara Azam out for not much. Mohamed Harris came in, smashed a few, uh, he gets out. And then uh, Iftikhar Ahmed puts on a partnership with Mohamed Nawaz, 50 plus. And then Shadab Khan goes in and goes absolutely bonkers at the end. They end up with 185, pretty good, especially when they get Quentin DeCock and Riley Russo out early. Shaheen Shafridi doing the business. They're two down. Tampa Bavuma bashes a bunch of them. They're ahead on Duckworth Lewis. And then Shadab Khan comes on, takes two in and over. They're behind on Duckworth Lewis. It rains. They come back on. They need 74 and five overs. They come back and don't get them. South Africa lose their first game in the tournament. They lose by 33 three runs on Duckworth Lewis and when you consider six overs were taken out in that long rain delay that's a bit of a hiding that has an effect on that run rate we'll come mm -hmm. to that in a bit uh, shut up your face that was the message tonight bloody yeah. hell 50 from 20 rocks then taking two wickets in the space of four deliveries mm -hmm. to literally three turn three sorry you're right it was mm -hmm. it was his second ball and his fourth ball whatever it was nevertheless the, the point is is that um, South Africa were ahead on Duckworth Lewis mm -hmm. then they were dramatically behind all mm -hmm on the back of one brilliant mm -hmm. shut up can over after that partnership yep. of 82 from 35 balls with Iftika Ahmed, his second half century mm -hmm. of the competition. Iftika also put on 52 from 39 with Mohamed Nawaz, who's been maligned. Yep. Uh, and he also bowled an important over too, by the way. Before the rain, Nawaz only has two taken from him. So yep. the gap is 16 at that juncture as it was. I think last night it was 16 here as well between India and Bangladesh. So there were some mm -hmm. similarities there. There are some other similarities we'll, we'll come to in a little bit as well. But um, Pakistan have put themselves into a position, having lost the first two games, including one to Zimbabwe last Friday night, right. where if they win on Sunday here mm -hmm. against Bangladesh and India lose against Zimbabwe at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, yep. they'll be going through and India won't. I, I mean, that is a quite the turn up given where we were a few days ago. Pakistan's still alive. Still Pakistan's in the bud, all the rest of it. Um, and yes, more importantly for me, doing it without the big guns. Yeah, absolutely. As we came into this tournament, and I said this, and you said this, and a million other people said this, Barbara Azam and Mohamed Rizwan, watch them. More T20 runs together than any partnership in the international format's history. The best opening pair going around. Well, neither of them has made anything. They haven't made a snifter, really. I mean, you know, there have been a handful of good shots from Rizwan. Barbara Azam has been woefully out of touch. Rizwan out in the first over, and, and then Barbara Azam hung around till about the sixth over and ends up getting out for six or 15 balls or whatever it was. I think that's what I it mean, was, six from 15. I couldn't mean. middle the ball, couldn't get anything going, uh, and it was just fortunate for Pakistan that they made the change tonight. They rolled the dice, Pakistan style, and they brought in Mohamed Harris, who's 21 years old, who's only been playing pro cricket for a couple of years, and who absolutely flew Logged the South African bowlers in the power play. I mean, he, no fear, took him on. I mean, you know, Kaisa Rabada, pretty good cricketer. Mm -hmm. and he goes six Handy. six four. I think it was deep mid wicket, yep. long on, square leg, no, yeah, one consecutive over. deliveries. Was it with, with deep backward square, I think he got in behind one and, and pumped it over that area of the ground. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and to, what a marker to lay there. So it just kind of gets their, their power play going, given that they have problems with their with their openers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the odd angry shot at best from those two through the course of the tournament and so far. And six so, off Nokia, who's been exactly who's yeah. been scaring everybody, and who was scaring Pakistan. I mean, you know, he comes. He's the one who eventually gets the wicket, gets the breakthrough. With 
with yeah. the fast one that hits the pad, the ball after the six, and, and you can understand that as a 21-year-old. Getting your front pad blown off by Nokia is, is no shame, but you know, still took him on, still hit him for six, and just gave them some life in that power play where Barber couldn't hit a ball and Rizwan was gone. Yeah, I agree. So he finishes with 28 off 11, then Barber gets out in, off the, in, 11. in the next over. So 11 balls. By contrast, the senior man, six from 15 out to a, a slower ball uh, from Ngidi, who at one mm-hmm. stage had one for six off two, both inside the power yep. play. That, that story changed later on. Then there's a wicket in the seventh over. Shah Massoud uh, yep. is out to Nokia as well. That was the off-pace delivery. So Nokia yep. gets a wicket with a, a fast full ball, then, then a, I think it was a knuckle ball or mm-hmm. something like that, if I was watching the replay correctly. And yep. they're in a bit of strife again. You know, three wickets in the space of seven overs mm-hmm. usually turns out being a oh sorry four overs off though yep. uh, no, rather four down it was 43 for four 43 for four in the seventh you don't win Trouble. many games of cricket you no. certainly don't go on to make 185 and yep. this is the the joy of what follows 142 runs were added after the fourth wicket mm-hmm. there wouldn't be many t20 internationals ever where that equation has been so and, and these two brilliant partnerships for the fifth wicket which was consolidation but mm-hmm. at a really good clip and then explosion in the death and the and the the sort of cheerful part for the neutral observer is it's poor old Muhammad Nawaz who we'll, yeah. we'll get to his dismissal during the Hall of Fame but <laughs> but he he comes and he comes in at six he's had a torrid tournament and he comes in and makes runs he comes in and has an effect immediately um, he, he scores at a decent clip he the one problem is that he keeps trying to slog sweep Shamsi and right. he misses about three in a row finally gets onto one and hits of a six and then misses the next one and he's LBW uh, and plum but by that point, he's 28 off 22, and he's got a partnership going with one of the more underrated performers of this T20 World Cup. Iftikhar Ahmed has been sensational against India and and here when Pakistan have been in trouble. He's counterattacked selectively, picked his moments, hit sixes, scored quickly, and got them solid amounts of runs when they needed it. 51 tonight, again, at a decent clip. And he's the one who put them back in the game like he did against India. Yeah, I have felt for Iftika Ahmed in Australia a couple of times when he's been brought out here at the play test cricket uh, and he hasn't quite looked apart, hasn't been given kind of the right opportunities. They've, yeah. they've picked him effectively as a second or indeed third spinner at different points. And, sure. uh, and you don't really think of him too much for his batting because he's not in the side for that over here quite mm-hmm. so much. Well. In the tournament, he's barely bowled. He might have only bowled a couple of overs. It was uh, against India where he probably should have bowled the 20th over when Nawaz had lost his confidence and was going around. And who knows whether that result would have been different. If it was different, we'd be having a very, very uh, different conversation about Pakistan and India right now rather than going to the final day. They'd already be through had they held their nerve that night. And that felt like a a bad call at the time. Um, But yeah, Iftika, two half centuries. And having the presence to to bat maturely with Mohamed Nawaz when they needed to. They lose a fifth wicket there. It's curtains probably, but instead 52 from 39. Like, that's not an explosive analysis, no. but it's just what they needed then to give themselves something to launch mm-hmm. from. So when and they he's lose... he's still there. So he starts before yeah, Nawaz. Right. He's still there after Nawaz, and he's still there after Shadab Khan, who comes in, makes 50 off 20 balls. He lays into Tabrash Shamsi into the spin, and then it's the Nokia over. That's the one that really flips things around because there's... The no ball six. I mean, this has been a theme of Pakistan games through sure has. through the T20 World Cup, and this one went in their favour. Um, they get hooked away for six. Then he bowls the replacement ball, also goes for six. And teams don't do this to Anrik Nokia at the moment. I mean, he's too scary. He's too quick. It's too hard to lay bat on him. But 
on this occasion, uh, the, they were able to get hold of him and, and another boundary, he ends up going for 17 off the over, yeah, I think it was. It, yeah. And, you know, I mean, suddenly they're supercharged, you know, suddenly they're, they're, they're up and running and it doesn't matter really at that point that they lose three and three balls, two to Nokia and one to the start of the next Rabada over. Yeah, weirdly, the over that goes for 17 does end up seeing uh, Nokia take two wickets he at the end to finish. For, yeah, two for 17 off finishes with, yeah, four Two for, for 18, four, sorry. Four for 41 all yeah. told. But no, you go back to the one start over, of that. two for 18. Yeah, you go back to the start of that partnership after the Nawaz dismissal in the 13th over. Yeah. Um, in the 14th over, Iftika Ahmed hits Parnell back over his head for six. Right. In the 15th over, Shadab Khan uh, hits Shamsi over long off for six. Yep. Uh, in the 16th over, Iftika Ahmed hits Ngidi for a 106 metre six, which yep. I think is the longer six of the Super 12s. There Could was be. a bigger one at Geelong that we saw. Uh, that oh, was from yeah, yeah. Uh, Shafiq, wasn't it? Or was it Janaid Siddiqui? Oh, Janaid Siddiqui. The, um, Sorry, the Ebola. Uh, Janaid, yeah, that's went, it was. I think he went 109. I'm going to say 109. Yeah, and then, uh, then there's 11 runs taken from Parnell, which meant at one stage at the end of the 17th over, 54 runs have been taken He, he hit that ball so levels. far at Geelong that Gary Ablett got on someone's shoulders and marked it out. <laughs> it went over the, the um, went over the silos where yeah. Billy Brownless kicked the ball <laughs> yeah. all those years ago. Um, and then finally, as you say, they get those three wickets and Shadab uh, is dismissed for 52 yep. from 22, caught at deep mid-wicket. Next ball, first ball, duck for, uh, I can't remember who it was now, but it was uh, the first ball, duck, next ball. Yeah, that was uh, Mohamed Wasim Jr. Mohamed Wasim Jr. Yep. Who, who plays his role later with the ball. Yep. And then, then Iftikhar the next Iftikhar over. first ball, the next over, the last over. And there's a run out from the last ball of the match. So, Pakistan from the last two overs, four for 26. From two overs, four Never for 26. Change. Never change. And then it was kind of the same, like the bombastic nature. So yeah. all told, 10 the sixes hit. Just a bombastic. There, there, were, there were 10 sixes hit, which is uh, the second most, according to Crick Buzz, the second most Pakistan have ever hit in a T20 World Cup innings. Okay. The most was 11 against Scotland last year. So mm. it was boom or bust. There were wickets, there were dot balls, there was tidy bowling. Bust, bust then they were just going absolutely nuts. They hit more sixes than they did fours. That's, that's not something that happens no. often um, either in any form of the game. Then it pretty much repeats itself. So there's early wickets. Well, it's, it is Bust Buster Freddy in terms of Shaheen Shah for, for South Africa because he comes on and knocks over the two players you want to knock over if you're up against South Africa. You want to get Quentin de Kock, get de Kock out early, and you want to get Riley Russo, but, and that's but, what he does. But between times and at the other end, I mean, so you're right, he, he, it's one for one after one over. There's that mid-wicket hmm. uh, shake from... He's got two for two after his second over. Yeah, so Shaheen gets de Kock out early. Yeah. Uh, and then Riley Rousseau hits a big one off the seam. 15 off the second, I think it was. The third over, Riley Rousseau is out to Shaheen Sharafridi. He's got yep, two for fuck all third. at that point. Then the fourth over, Harris Ralph's first over, goes for 20. Mm. Harris Ralph bowling at 150 clicks. Yep. It's both Markram and Bavuma. They hit four yep. boundaries off him. And now they're doing exactly what Muhammad mm -hmm. Harris did an hour or so before. Then you jump and, ahead. And, and it's more it's more Bavuma at this point because yeah. he keep, he's he's good against the short ball and he keeps getting short stuff. So he plays the pull shot, plays the cut. He walks outside his off stump and plays that little flick sort of up around the corner. I mean, he ends up with 36 off 19 by the time he's out. And, and I think it's worth having a mention for Temba Bavuma because he has been in the gun for a lot of people. Absolutely. Like, you know, and it's, it comes from a particular contingent of people in South Africa for no. some strange reason, no, some no, coincidental really. reason. Who, the and, ones who are getting stuck into our our female colleagues on television who've had the who've had the who've had the temerity to put their head above the parapet about the quote those same guys yeah, who, who would have well, thought yeah. um and, and it is a rough time for Bavuma because he he's not the kind of power player that some of those others are he had that uh, it, humiliation really of not being picked up for a south african domestic t20 yeah. team in that tournament because analysts don't necessarily rate him as highly as a t20 bat and so but, but he's a black captain of a south african team and that is a very significant thing for south africa Africa. And so, of course, you've got 
dickhead saying, well, he's only there because of the colour of his skin, without acknowledging that that is actually also a significant thing. It is important for South Africa to try to take these steps, you know, at, at times when, when they've had so many problems with racism in the game. They've only just finished having the reconciliation hearings that they've been having about getting those stories out in the open. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was it was good to see him show what he could do tonight and, and give South Africa a boost early. And he kept going as well. So I mentioned Harris Ralph, Harris Ralph rather went for 20 from his first over. Mm-hmm. Um, the seventh over, which is Harris Ralph's second set, mm. uh, another six from, uh, from Bavuma, mm-hmm. 17 runs from that. Harris Ralph, none for 37 from two. Mm-hmm. And South Africa at the end of seven overs, mm-hmm. uh, way ahead. They're 65 for two. I yep. didn't see what Duckworth Lewis was, but you know, back of a fag packet, they're about 10 or 15 yep. runs ahead. And at that juncture, the rain's about. They know the rain's about. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. I mean, in the first inning, some players were slipping over. It had been yep. slippery earlier, yep. and we might come to that in a bit. We may as well. Yeah. But Weirdly, it turned out to be a couple of kids eating ears of corn up on the roof of the SCG, and the juicy corn was spraying gone. that juice all over uh, all over the roof, and people thought, Marge, the rains are here. That's what they thought was happening. It was just corn. Um, yeah. uh, it's a beautiful thing. I hope mm. you've watched the corn oh, of song on, on TikTok. It's Whitney's favourite at the yeah, moment. Yeah. She goes, corn. Corn. Yeah. Um, uh, where, where are we? Yes, yeah, so Bavuma, so end of seven overs, mm-hmm. and this is when Shadab comes on for his mm-hmm. first over. And this is when he takes the two wickets yeah. that matter most it's first in the ball. game. He gets Bavuma with his first ball and, right. and, and the other wicket with his, his third. third ball. And, the, and, and the there's a lot of chat on the, on the telly saying, will he be able to grip the ball? It's slippery, it's wet. And, and he turns it, he lands it, he turns it, it kisses the edge. It's beautiful. And Bavuma is probably the only ball he doesn't sort of Go give after. a fully yeah. blooded stroke at it. It's a, it's a prod. It's taken nicely by Rizwan behind the stumps. The second ball is as good as you see. It was flat, it was hard spun, it was at the front of the hand, and it kissed the turf and raced onto yep. the stumps of Markram, caught on the crease. It Not was, many players are keeping that out. It's, it's spot on in T20 cricket. It was 95 k's an hour. 95 well. k's an hour, he, there you go, I didn't see the reading. He fired it out um, at that kind of speed, despite the slipperiness of the conditions. It's what Warren used to do. It wasn't yeah. a flip up. That, that's what you used to see yeah. when Warren was at his best, when he, he'd have players who didn't have time to decide mm-hmm. whether they were coming forward or back. They were just mesmerised by yep. um, the ball crashing into their stumps. And there was a bit of that with Markram. And upon losing two for two in that over, or was it a double yeah. wicket? No, no, it was two, two for two. two yeah. they, 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 as I yep. said before, they, they realised the rain's coming. Mohammed uh, Nawaz bowls a 75-second over, gets through it with two, two runs. And then the rain really comes, and, and then they're, yeah. they're way behind, and it's kind of, you've got to think at that stage, it's yeah. probably a game over. Yeah, they're four for 69, nice. Because that affects um, the run, just to be clear, the reason I'm saying that is because that really does affect the calculation yeah. that gets spat out when they've only got five overs left, and That's suddenly it. they're set 73. They don't lose those two wickets, no. they're probably set, I mean, again, just guessing here, 50 odd, or mm-hmm. maybe even 40 something, because the two wickets have such a big skew on what comes to new batters to the crease uh, and you're taking out two guys who are flying well certainly in Bavuma's mm. case and Markram who was on 20 something at the time when he got bowled so um, that that is where even though it's uh, Pakistani go to yeah. work and take a slew of wickets in the five overs when when South Africa is swinging and it doesn't work mm-hmm. um, the game is one in over number seven pretty number, much under eight mate. pretty much and, and and it's when it's when it rains as well I mean Mohammed Nawaz has had a torrid time in the last over of T20s, the one against India yep. with the ball, the one against Zimbabwe with the bat. And just for a moment, I thought, he w- he's going to have bowled the last over of a T20 <laughs> international and had it go well. Wouldn't that be nice for a change? They did get back on, but yeah, I mean, they, it was it was just too tall an 
ask. And, and again, I have those questions about DLS and whether it, it's actually reasonable when you've had such a small sample size of overs bowled and whether it works for T20s. But 73 off five overs, pretty much impossible. Yeah, okay, the ball's wet and the outfield's wet and whatever, but it means it's harder to get the ball to the boundary and it means players just have to come out and go ballistic from ball one. And they try, you know, Clarkson gives it a go and well, Tristan Stubbs is a good player to have yeah, there. Yeah, I reckon Stubbs and Clarkson are the pair you want in that situation. Yeah. And they do take 14 from the over after mm-hmm. the restart. That shut up calm bowling, so it goes from yep. 2 for 2 to 2 for 16. And, you know, suddenly that feels gettable in the space of the last four overs if mm-hmm. those two battle the way through. Shaheen Shafridi yep. wins the top edge of Klassen. It's taken by Mohammad Wazim Jr., who wasn't in this starting Pakistan mm-hmm. side when the tournament began. He didn't play against India, I don't believe. No, I don't think he, he did. did uh, and he, he calls it. He wants it. It mm-hmm. could be, uh, you know, Rizwan, mm-hmm. but he goes, no, no, I'll back myself. But there's and so much spin Steve on that Steve Smith ball. runs in from out of frame and he's like, oh, I want to catch this one. <laughs> there is so much spin on that ball. It's hanging in the night sky. Yeah. Uh, you know, credit to him. He puts that down. It, you know, it gives South Africa another chance. Instead, he's gone. Stubbs holes out in the next mm-hmm. over. No, Stubbs might be leg before. Either way, yeah. there is a leg before from the Seam Shah in the next over, which pretty much calls the whole thing off. That's and they right. end up losing. And Parnell hits one up set. in the air and they lose. They, they end up nine down and they're nowhere near it. And they're, they're 108 and almost bowled out. Um, and, and so what that does, yep. that means Pakistan's still alive. They've got to play Bangladesh. If they do that, they can get to six points. Their net run rate's better than India's already. Well, let's, so bring, up, let's bring up the points table, shall okay. we? It's worth actually going through it in, in some detail. So all teams in Group 2 have mm-hmm. now played four games. With India on six, South Africa on five, Pakistan on four, Bangladesh on four, Zimbabwe on three, who theoretically could still qualify. Now, let me run you through this. Okay, this will be fun. So they are in fifth spot. If they beat India... By a lot. Let's just start with beating them. If Mm -hmm. they beat India and the Netherlands beat South Africa Mm -hmm. and Bangladesh beat... Pakistan, Pakistan yep. and Zimbabwe beat India by about 300 runs, yep. their net run rate will recover <laughs> to the extent that they'll leapfrog themselves. And all into... the other teams get mashed. If yeah. all the teams above them get... Ab- if if the Netherlands flog South Africa, they humiliate them. It's Boer War Part 3. Well, they, like, would... they come back and absolutely go to town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. They would go through with India in, in that radically unlikely yeah. scenario. But, but the, the scenario where it could play out, net run rate actually isn't really a factor in this group anymore because the Dutch are playing South Africa. Mm-hmm. If the Dutch... If, rather, if South Africa don't beat the Dutch, they don't deserve to go through. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And they won't in, in, that, in that world because one out of Bangladesh and Pakistan need to win unless, right. it's, unless it's rained off. Sure. One side will win when two sides go to war and all right. that. So if it's Pakistan, it doesn't matter. The, the net run rate situation mm-hmm. with India doesn't matter because they're already ahead of India on that run rate. Right. Um, so it wouldn't actually... Have I got that yeah. right? Am I explaining yeah, that correctly? Yeah, I think so. Because they couldn't, Pakistan couldn't win a game and lose... I mean, they could win a game and lose a bit of net run rate. Oh no, sorry. And India, India could yeah. lose a game and still. Yeah, if in, India not could not, India much. could not lose a game without and, uh, without without losing that and, and increase their net run rate yeah. concurrently. Sure. So that yeah, it could become a, a bit of a shootout between the old rivals. If mm-hmm. and the beauty of the scheduling on that final day is we have here the second game doubleheader. Um, the second game is Pakistan-Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. It'll be just about a full house here at Adelaide for that game. And then they go straight to the MCG where there'll be 90,000 people. Is the morning South Bay. Africa and the Dutch? It is. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, sorry. They play in... The day before? They play in Sydney the day before. Okay. Which must mean two other sides play here the first game. Okay. Two sides that aren't... That aren't them. Aren't them. Yeah. It's, that, it's day 19. We, we can't be... We can't, we can't be held responsible for not remembering who, um, like, what, te- what every might, team is doing. Be, it might be in the other group. Anyway, okay. anyway the, the, the point here is, is that um, it could go all the way to the final game mm-hmm. of the group stage before we know who is going to advance from 
Group 2 over in Group 1, which is tomorrow. Um, we know that, well, we know that the game between Australia and Afghanistan is all about net run rate. Uh, if Australia can absolutely yeah. marmalise Afghanistan well, and bowl them out for 50 and get it in three overs or something like that. It doesn't have to be quite that bad. So, uh, we've, oh, you've been writing I about this. Think, I think I figured out net run rate. Because you and I have, like, for years, have not known how it works. And I think I've, I've actually figured out how Don't it works. Don't do that. It's no fun if we know. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, I did a thing in a spreadsheet. And it may be wrong. And maybe someone will come and tell me I'm wrong. But I think... What in I our have, comments. Yeah. Someone might tell someone you wrong. Someone might tell me I'm wrong. Wow. On the internet? No, you wouldn't do that. The internet, would you? Just wait till someone buys out this podcast and then tries to monetize it by charging everyone $4 uh, to have a badge next to their name. Look, I think what it is, is that if Australia win by 62 runs, or if they chase in 13 overs, then they draw level with England on net run rate. And so if they go bigger than that, they get a lead. So they've got to win by more than 62, or they've got to chase it in faster than 13 So where, where could you make your biggest marginal gain in that scenario? Is it bowling out Afghanistan for 50 and chasing it in four overs or whatever? Yes. Or is it making 230 and keeping them to 90? Either of those things. So like every, not every, every over it gains you a lot of net run rate. Um, runs, you've got to have a bigger chunk of runs, but you still gain a reasonable amount of net run rate for even a handful of runs. So yeah, you make 200 and bowl them out for 100, you're doing very well. If you, uh, you know, if they make 90 and then you chase it down in, in nine overs, then you're doing very well. But yeah, it's probably actually easier for Australia to make a big score and keep Afghanistan to a small but still reasonable score. Then if, you, if you're trying to chase it in a really short amount of time, you've got to keep them to a almost ludicrously low score. You've got right. to have one of those games where you bowl a team out for 80. And you could do it. It could happen, but it's probably less likely. Well, it's laden with risk, isn't it? <clears throat> because Australia, if they bowl first and, yeah. and Afghanistan get to like even a below pass score, yeah. like, you know, 120 odd. It puts them in a then precarious it's pretty position. much too hard. Yeah, it's pretty much too Because they would to need to win that. so quickly. Exactly. And Rashid Khan's playing, by the way. That was confirmed yeah. by Afghanistan today. It's not as though they're playing the Afghanistan twos here or anything. Yeah. The best bowler and, in the world is up against them. And it is harder to, say, come out and go at 12 and over in, the, in like the space of eight overs, whereas if you come out and take the first six or seven overs to get yourself set and whatever, then you can explode okay. and go to a big score. So I think probably batting first might be... More realistic. All ahead of us tomorrow night here at Adelaide. Uh, before we close off, let's talk about the Final Word Hall of Fame. The yes. Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by cbussuper.com.au. Mm. That's the website you should go to. That's the website you should go to to sort out your super. And why wouldn't you? They've been going as long as I've been alive. 38 years, 8.88 yep. average return across that journey. Uh, we, we know how they invest, Jeff. Mm -hmm. We know how they deal with fees and charges. We know how they treat their members. Mm -hmm. um, you should consider going to cbussuper.com.au uh, and, and getting your super sorted out. Here's me saying you should consider. Why don't you? You may as well. You may as uh, well. Of course, the caveat there is um, past performance, performance, not reliable indicator, future performance. But you know, if you put that to one side, we would simply say that if you go to that website and tell them we sent you even, yep. and you say, I want to get my super sorted out, that's the kind of service you can expect mm -hmm. from an organisation that's dedicated to their members. Right, Hall of Fame nomination for me. Uh, look, it, it could be no other than Muhammad Nawaz, a man <laughs> whose stories follow, a man who... Uh, the narrative is attracted to Muhammad Nawaz in a way, whether it's with his left arm spin, whether it's when he's told to bowl left arm seam out of nowhere, <laughs> um, whether it's when he's sent out to bat at the end of a T20 run chase, um, whether it's him trying to slog sweep everything uh, vainly and then successfully and then vainly again tonight. Mm. But it was the way that he got out, uh, hit on the pad. I don't remember who was bowling now. I've had a complete mental blank. Was, was it was it Shamsi bowling? Someone again? was. Yeah, someone was bowling. It, it, look, it was in the... He was out in the 
in, in, in the 13th over. I wrote it down. Does that help I you? Threw my notes Does that help away. you saying it was out in the 13th over? Um, not yet, but look, okay. regardless, here's here's how it happens. I um, think it was Shamsy. Yeah, it sounds yeah. right. I mean, that's what my brain says, but it could be wrong. He plays a shot. It hits him on the pad. There's an appeal. He's given out. Pretty straightforward, right? Oh, he's inside edged it. What would you do? You'd send it upstairs inside edge. What did um, he do? Well, what, the <laughs> thing is he was busy getting run out at the same time. So it had hit his pad, bounced away to short fine leg. He headed off down the pitch, realised it wasn't going well, turned around and tried to get back in, starts to dive back in. The stumps get thrown down. He turns around to start to remonstrate with his batting partner about why didn't you tell me that there wasn't a run because the ball was behind the wicket. And as if it's, I mean, it's probably not his fault when you've just head off as soon as it's hit you on the pad. Um, off the inside edge he knows he's edged it i presume but he doesn't realize he's been given out lbw because his back is turned when the umpire's finger goes up and the non-striker iftika is busy is in front of the umpire because he's looking to see whether he should be taking a run as well so neither of them are looking at the umpire neither of them see the finger go up what they see is that they turn around see the stumps get thrown down they see the uh, the other team start to celebrate and they go oh bugger there's been a run out and so he just turns around and walks off walks off the field leaves gives himself out and then realises that he's been dismissed leg before wicket because when an umpire gives it, if you then review ball's it dead. and it's found to be wrong, the ball's dead. So you Wasn't that the James Taylor, James Anderson yeah, yeah, exactly. thing for the World Cup 2015? Exactly that yeah. situation, being run out after the decision had been overturned. given, yeah. uh, which would end up being overturned. So the ball was dead. He couldn't have been run out. He wasn't out run out. But he, so effectively he gave himself out LBWs despite having smashed it and knowing that he smashed it. It was the most Muhammad Noah's thing to have done. And that's why I was pleased when he got to bowl that over later and contribute to a win in a, in a positive way. And he did contribute with the bat. Time. Yeah, it works. I suppose at some level I wish the umpires had communicated with him earlier yeah. about not being run out because, you know, the fact that the player didn't know the law isn't crash hot, but I don't think it's But he literally didn't know there was yeah, a dismissal. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like, he didn't know there was there, a dismissal. That's a way they could have... Staying with umpires. Um, he assumed he'd been given not out by the umpire LB and sure, because yeah. he'd smashed it and had been run out. Yeah, he just assumed that's so right, wrongly. Um, speaking of umpires, uh, mine, mine's an umpire one too. I've detected recently, Jeff, that when Paul Rifle is mm -hmm. um, standing in games, mm -hmm. that he just gives out runouts. He doesn't send it upstairs. Like Good. the sort of the umpires we see a lot who it's a decision that is so easy to confirm. Risk averse. Risk averse umpires. I know they're told to send stuff upstairs, but pistol last ball of the of the twentieth over when uh, when uh, Pakistan were batting, just put the finger out. He wants to sit down. Mm. Doesn't want to mess around for five minutes worrying about DRS and going through the reviews. Well, not DRS, but you know. He's they call him pistol, pistol for a reason. He'll, he'll fire you. Uh, and one more unrelated. We got a press release today, Jeff, from the ICC. Um, I railed for years against Great Southern Land by Ice House being used to welcome the Australian side to the field on the basis that it had been used for fucking ever. Done to death. Done to death. It was awful. Because we're also we, because know. for a very long time, every time you heard it, all you could hear was James Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> well, know. guess what? The ICC are having Ice House and some Indigenous artists and James Sutherland probably and probably James. Other, but, yeah. but principally, Great Southern Land is being performed at the closing ceremony of the World Cup. Mm. Or I'm being punked and that was a fake press release to get under my skin and mention it on the final word. Either way, it's a thing. Either way, Ivor Davies gets another gig at the MCG <laughs> to play Ice House for the, I don't know, 400th time after um, how many AFL grand finals yeah. And, and, yeah. and how many other bits and pieces. <sighs> Not uh, even the best song. Um, right. Uh, that's it. That's it. This has final been day word. 19 of the Final Word Daily. Seabussuper.com.au uh, making your hard work pay off. We'll be back tomorrow mm -hmm. at Adelaide Oval. Big game between Australia and Afghanistan. That's the second one. Can't remember who plays first. Good night. Later. I had to go about